annual preventable maintenance, an interview with an RV service provider, a free maintenance checklist from Soul RV, all of that and much more on this week's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. Welcome to episode 12 of the Soul RV Podcast. I am Mark. And I am Angie with Soul RV. Last week we discussed the emotional side of RV camping. Well, if you don't want your RV to become a very sad emotion, you better make sure you understand the importance of keeping up on maintenance on your RV all year round. That is exactly what we're discussing today and starting off with annual preventable maintenance. One of the big things that uh, I always do is draining the hot water heater, taking care of it, uh, be sure to check the anode rod inside the tank. That'll be at the bottom of your hot water heater tank. For those of you with steel tanks, if it's an aluminum tank, it won't have this rod because they don't corrode the same manner. So they don't use the anode rod. Um, that anode rod usually lasts about one to two years, depending on the water conditions and how corroded it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, it's installed at the bottom. It is the drain point on the hot water heater as well. When you drain that water out, a lot of the times you'll see sediment in the bottom of the tank. You want to get that flushed out of there. When reinstalling that anode rod, it is extremely helpful to apply Teflon tape to the threads to keep those from corroding. It also helps you get it out in the fall when you are taking it out to winterize. Mm -hmm. Wherever your fresh water system comes into the unit, there's usually a water strainer. This will pick up large debris, sediments that are in a line or in a hose before it gets into your water system. You want to make sure and take that sediment bowl off and clean that out. You also want to make sure that in the fall when you winterize it, you check this bowl and make sure it doesn't have any water left in it. Um, If you'll have something happen like I did and uh, not know that that was inside there and got it all, everything flushed out and didn't realize it with... uh, air one year that it wouldn't flush that out and left the water in the bowl and it ended up cracking that bowl and causing Mm -hmm. a water leak so just double check that one big thing is roof inspection which we'll go over probably a couple times today Um, always check the seams on the roof of your camper all the way from the roof all the way down to your side skirts if you see any kind of weather stripping or seals that are leaking or crack go ahead and reseal those and give them a good new coat of caulking to take care of those issues one big thing that you always want to do is inspect your tires Mm -hmm. this is something that you need to do every time you're going out double check the tire pressure make sure that there's no uneven wear patterns on the tires themselves Mm -hmm. if there is find out why it is doing it don't just keep going and think it's not a big deal tire issues are a big cause of damage to rvs and the vehicles that tow them so just keep a good eye on those and you'll be safe Mm -hmm. if you're like me i seem to get a couple uh years out of our batteries in the (laughs) rvs and motorhomes generally it's just because they're not used enough so they tend to drain down especially in the winter months if you allow them to become discharged keeping the batteries charged is crucial for battery lifespan When a battery gets discharged, it will allow electrolytes to freeze at temperatures as low as 32 degrees. A fully charged battery will not freeze until it gets to temps below 
negative 30 to 50. Keeping the batteries fully charged is your best preventative maintenance, especially in the winter months to keep them up. Mm -hmm. I've purchased a solar charger in order to keep our battery up on our motor home year round. Mm -hmm. If you keep your RV stored at another location that at your home, you might want to remove your batteries and bring them home, keep them in an area with a battery tender to keep them up so you don't have to right. replace those every couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, solar-powered charger really helps a lot. It did. Mm-hmm. RV brakes, for most of us, we have no desire to tear apart our brake system mm-hmm. on our campers, and that's okay. Most likely, they are working fine. But that doesn't mean that you should not do preventative maintenance on them. If they work fine what could be wrong that is what we're going to talk about today if your wheels have an excessive amount of black or brown dust on them that's usually a sign of brake dust this can be normal buildup over a longer period of time but if it comes on all of a sudden you're probably one going to take it in for service if you're a handy and want to do it yourself with a little bit of elbow grease that's fine (laughs) on the back side of your axles there's also wiring that goes into your electric brakes This wiring is somewhat exposed and can be eaten by rodents, uh, mice. Mm. It can be caught by debris or a limb if you run over it. Make sure it's not damaged on the backside. While inspecting the brakes, take the time to make sure that you don't have any grease coming out of the back sides or the front of your axle hubs. While you have those wheels off and inspecting everything, you'll want to service those wheel bearings. That's always Mm -hmm. something that needs to be done. If you have a level surface in a bottle jack, you can lift the axle up off of the ground, rotate your tires to make sure that the brakes aren't dragging in any way or that the wheel bearings aren't making any noise. This step should only be done after properly stabilizing the RV and chalking your wheels so you don't get any unintended movement when you lift the vehicle off the ground. Mm-hmm. After removing an aluminum wheel, they say that you should always double check the lug nuts at least 40 to 50 miles afterwards to ensure that the wheel is seated up against the mounting face properly. Another good maintenance tip is checking your holding tank levels. Mm-hmm. It is as easy as just pushing the button on your monitoring system but what if the tank reads halfway full and it's empty? Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it happens to a lot of people. It, does. Mm-hmm. it may be time to fill your tank with some additive to get your sensors clean. What would you do if after a long weekend you head to the dump station to find out your black water tank valve won't open? Mm. Or worse yet, the threaded rod on the blade valve broke off after pulling on it. One way or another, this is going to turn into a dirty job for somebody. Mm. If you test these valves at the beginning of the season, you might prevent yourself from being in this situation. Keep in mind, no matter how well you think you flushed your black water tank, there's always a chance that you'll have residual elements left over. <laughs> residual mm. elements. I love your wording. <laughs> oh, trying to be nice, Sarah. Uh-huh. No dirty talk. Uh-huh. Uh, never open your black water tank without having the container to catch any possible residuals. Mm-hmm. No matter how well you think you flushed it, that tank is not designed to get everything out. Um, you really want to leave water in it and keep mm-hmm. it soaking and take it and dump it as soon as you get to the campground and then put more water in it to keep everything breaking down mm-hmm. any of those 
elements that stay in there over the winter time dry up and form a pretty crusty bottom to it and can dry on sensors and really hard to get it cleaned out. So mm-hmm. make sure you flush them well, but also try and keep some water in them other than in the winter time. Make sure they're dry then. You don't want it freezing up. Moving on to your slide outs. Mm-hmm. You want to run them in and out, lubricating anything that the owner's manual calls for. Mm -hmm. Do not just spray any kind of lubricant on it. Make sure and refer back to that owner's manual or call your local RV service. They will give you good tips on what to do there and to keep everything clean. Make sure there's no debris on the top of the slide outs because this can cause a tear and a leak in the roof material itself. Make sure to condition the rubber seals on the sides and top of the slide outs. With a product such as Aerospace 303, this will clean and condition those seals and keep the slide out running in and out and not sticking to the slide out. It works pretty well. I've used it for years. Mm-hmm. If you see a slide out is not seating against the RV correctly, it'd be a good time to go ahead and get that scheduled for an RV service appointment. Mm-hmm. It is time for TNT. Our TNT for this week is for those of you who may be looking for a great way to keep track of all of your RV maintenance in one place. You might want to consider RV Life's Maintain My RV package deal. The mobile-friendly membership includes access to Maintain My RV, premium features of RV Life RV Safe GPS app, and the RV Trip Wizard. It works for all types of RVs, including motorhomes, pull trailers, and even motorcycles and boats. There is an easy-to-follow dashboard that lets you know what needs to be done, and when. Within Maintain My RV, you can track your fuel consumption and cost based on your travels, your tow load, or your generator use. You can also track your expenses by category if you use your RV for business or track maintenance costs if you want to see your RV's performance during a trip, a season, or throughout the lifetime of your RV. Additionally, you can track all of your documentation such as warranties and registration receipts, invoices, all other documents related to your RV. Best of all, you will receive automatic email alerts and reminders when it's time for any maintenance to be done on your RV. You can even upload your own documents and photos for record keeping with the one gigabyte of space that is provided. Check out RV Life Maintain My RV video on our podcast notes for episode 12 for more information. The link is provided in the podcast description. We want to welcome our guest to the Soul RV podcast today, and it is Steve from Olathe Ford RV in Gardner, Kansas. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day of what I can only assume is a busy season with everybody trying to get their campers in to get them ready in the spring. Uh, We'd like to give this opportunity to discuss a little bit about yourself, uh, your credentials. Uh, Maybe this would give our audience a little background as to why when I have RV questions, I trust your opinion and come to you. Sure. Uh, Well, I've been uh, working on RVs since 2004. Um, training as a technician, I got RVA certified in 2005 and have kept that certification going to date. I'm still an RVA certified technician. I started writing service in 2014, uh, which is, you know, I'm the guy at the, at the counter, uh, who's answering the phone and talking to customers and, and, um, started running the department in 2017. So. It's kind of my history. I know one of the big things that uh, with a lot of the articles that we read and a lot of the groups, 
They say on industry average that it shows that it takes up to about six weeks for RV service. Now, I know that doesn't include the little maintenance items and schedules for that, but would you feel like that that is actually an accurate portrayal of what an RV is in the shop for getting service work done? Yep, that's probably a, a pretty good average. Um, the number that we monitor is uh, what we call a RECT or a repair event cycle time. Okay. And that's uh, basically from start to finish when an RV gets dropped off and when it gets picked up. And um, that's usually around 30 days, but uh, those, those quick one-off stop-ins kind of skew that number lower. I think the average probably is somewhere around six weeks for a customer work order. Okay. And do you feel it's better for someone to do maintenance items themselves if they have the knowledge? Or do you think that for a lot of those things, they really should have them brought in for service and take them to a shop that knows exactly what they're doing? Well, it depends on, on your skill level, I would say. Uh, but if you're not, if, if someone's not a hundred percent sure they know what they're doing, they should probably trust a professional. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, if, if they do all the maintenance items on their own, winterizing, anything like that, does it void any kind of warranty or mm. will it, can it hurt them in any way to do those items? Uh, only if they do them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in that one year manufacturer's warranty, mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, you, you probably don't want to do anything to it yourself. Uh, and you know, if you, if you run an extended service policy after that for a few years, uh, they're a lot more lenient. They're not going to check into what you have and have not done yourself uh, unless something was done wrong. And then, yeah. you know, that can start a whole mess. Right. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> Is there anything specifically that uh, people should do to their RVs to keep them up um, as far as maintenance and how often they should be doing it? Um, as far as things you can do yourself or trust a professional to do, the number one thing is to, uh, check your roof. If there's one, if there's one thing you're going to remember about taking care of your RV, it's checking your roof mm -hmm. a few times a year. Uh, the tiniest little crack in the ceiling can turn into a giant rotted out wall, uh, faster than anybody probably thinks it can. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, unfortunately, uh, we've seen that. We so I that. understand completely. We, we preach quite a bit to get up on your roof frequently and often. It's, I know a lot of them say at least twice a year, but uh, we try and make sure that, you know, we emphasize, you know, anytime we're going to go out to try and look at it and just to make sure because we don't want another one of those remodeling projects no. due to water damage. <laughs> right, exactly. I will yeah, say with the use of Asdell now that that is a pretty good product uh, our, thankfully our flag staff does have it now so with water leaks that uh, prevents a lot of that wicking from the uh, wood itself but still a bad thing to have water leaks yeah for sure I you know the other the other big thing that I've I could tell you horror stories about people neglecting is their wheel bearings you don't you know on, on a towable unit on a travel trailer or a fifth wheel absolutely every year regardless of how much you've driven it repack your wheel bearings okay That's good advice great advice we'll mm -hmm. definitely put that out there yeah. 
Uh, as an RV dealer, can you maintain or work on any make or model of RVs or do they only give you so much leniency when it comes to different manufacturers? Uh, we can work on any make or model of RV. We can uh, only do warranty work on the brands that we sell. Um, you know, that said, we have so much workload that it, it gets hard to work uh, new people in sometimes. Uh, you know, we're making new service appointments in April right now. So, uh, you know, and, and we pretty much always run with backlog like that, but we can work on any kind of RV. Well, congratulations on the backup of work. That's a, that's a good thing for you guys. <laughs> Do you think that 2020 with the coronavirus, and I know that, you know, as a, one of the leading sales years uh, in the industry overall, everybody wanting to get out and camping picked up so much. Did it impact your business on the service side and maintenance? And if so, how? It most definitely did. As a service department for a dealership, we are bound to prioritize getting the new units ready for customers. And when, when sales explodes the way it did in 2020, uh, that kind of limits us in the shop on, on what we can do to get our existing customer service needs met. So that made our wait times longer. Though I think we did a pretty good job of managing to keep up with that. The other thing 2020 brought was a tremendous shortage in parts uh, that they have yet to catch up on. You know, I suppose the factories did the same thing, right? Uh, air conditioners were going to new units first before they were being shipped out for warranty repairs, for example. So we had months of waiting for things that should have taken days. Uh, we're still waiting on some parts that were ordered for jobs this summer that we still don't have. And it's just a, just an industry-wide problem of, I think, sourcing materials overseas and, uh, you know, just work, uh, labor shortages in the factories, you know, from COVID restrictions or whatever has, has kept them from being able to keep up. And, you know, that just sort of trickles down. I can definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, really don't think about the the good and the bad of, you know, being really busy and what happens sometimes we always just think of it as a good thing, but mm -hmm. there are some shortcomings to things popping up and business picking up so quick sometimes that you can't prepare. And the forethought isn't always there for these companies to have a reserve because they just don't know, you know, what's going to happen. So that makes a lot of sense of what happened. Did you guys uh, cancel your annual show? Do you guys have your RV or I guess the it's RV a show? Mm -hmm. Yeah, is it an RV show there? Nope. Uh, we we usually do two or three shows uh, through the winter, and all of them were canceled. Um, I think there's plans in the work to make something happen uh, in the summer, mm -hmm. in uh, in lieu of being able to do a show this winter. But I guess we'll see what happens with the pandemic and all whether we can do that. Right. How about any funny stories? Do you have any funny stories to tell us about the RV world? <laughs> I wish I had some funny ones. <laughs> All too serious, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All too serious most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you camp yourself, Steve? I do. Um, had, 
have not had a chance to get out with the Winnebago this year, um, you know, re COVID and all, but, mm-hmm. um, I've got a, I've got a 1985 Winnebago, sort of a labor of love, keeping her running. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we get out a few weekends a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, glad to hear all that right. you get to get out and enjoy. It's, uh, always good to know that, uh, someone giving you advice on what you love to do sometimes actually enjoys and partakes in some of that as well. So, we would like to really thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and do this and hope to speak to you soon. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. You have a great day. (laughs) You too. Thanks, Steve. This week's solely fact is the hex nut on the hot water heater tank anode rod is an inch and an eighth. This is handy to know so you can keep the correct socket in your RV toolkit. Mm, Good idea. This week's solely current event is that the Fleetwood Bounder is celebrating their 35th anniversary of the 33C Class A motorhome with an anniversary edition package in 2021. You can check out the Fleetwood Bounder 35th anniversary edition on our website today. The life and soul of the party question for this week is a personal one for you all. Have you ever had equipment failure in your RV that required you to call a mobile service technician or take it into a repair facility? We want to remind you that we are taking questions for our podcast and website from you all. If you have an RV or RV camping related question for Soul RV, please give us a call or text us at 913-303-0757. We just might use your questions or your message on one of our next episodes. Also, you can head over to our Facebook Soul RV Happy Campers group and leave your response there. We wanted to let you all know that we have a free maintenance checklist on our website at solarv.com that you can simply print out and use to ensure that you are keeping up on your RV's maintenance. The link to that free RV maintenance checklist is in this podcast description. This week's segment of the Soul Goal is about flushing your hot water heater tank when it has calcium buildup and what not to do. Mm. <laughs> if you have a suburban hot water heater with a steel tank, it will have a metal anode rod designed to corrode in place of the tank corroding itself. Because of the corrosion and putting a flame to the tank, calcium sediments build up in the bottom of the tank. It's a good idea to flush these sediments out. Our Flagstaff trailer, it had a lot of sediment in the hot water heater when we got it. Mm -hmm. After pulling the anode rod out, I thought I could just flush it out by running water to the hot water heater. Unfortunately, this was not getting enough out, so I had the bright idea putting the anode rod back in just a couple of threads let it build up some pressure and water and then i would just let it blow out Mm. what i didn't foresee was how much pressure could build up in that system after allowing it to fill up for a minute or so i started taking that anode rod back out when i got a couple of threads out it blew that anode rod about 10 to 15 feet Mm. past me 
while I unintentionally got a complete shower. (laughs) Needless to say, I was very fortunate that I I never had the hot water heater turned on Mm, or else I would have gotten severely burned from that nice little experience. But I did learn a valuable lesson, what not to do when cleaning your hot water heater tank. Now, you do need to make sure that you get a round, soft bristle brush that you can put into the opening of that tank and allow water to flow out normally with that bristle brush that we'll add in the podcast description. Mm -hmm. You can actually insert this into the lower and move that material and get it freed up so it will drain on its own. That's a lot better to do than trying to torpedo that anode rod out by building up pressure. So it's definitely a lesson learned. Mm, For sure. On this week's segment of Food for the Soul, we have another super simple recipe for cooking in a crock pot while RV camping or at home. It is a simple recipe for Rubens. All the instructions are over on our website for Podcast 12. Well, that is it for today's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. We hope that we have answered a few of your questions about the importance of keeping up on maintenance on your RV all year round. Mm -hmm. And we want to thank Steve again for joining us today. Next week begins our series on why severe weather awareness while RV camping is a must. We will have a special guest in this series and share a lot of stories from our experience with RV camping in severe weather. 